with Pastor Troy, and we're on the dock here. We're having a good time here. We're having a blast. We're, we're going to be wrapping up a great series here, but right now we're all about conversations. Conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. So let's get ready for that. Glad you found us. I don't know what medium you found us on, but we're on what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different sites. Plus you can find links on social media. So here are those eight links, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Go find those. Those are our big ones. We want you on there. Make sure you're connecting with us there. And then go find these others as well. Have some backups at Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet, and social media sites. Check those out. We always have information. Teasers coming out, all kinds of things at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. I'm still waiting for that Instagram for somebody to send me a special Instagram. I don't know how to use it. Send me one. I have an account. I'll see it at On the Dock with Pastor Joy. Send me a good Instagram. I want to see it. I'm trying to learn about that. I'm a little computer illiterate here. But when you find our platforms, do me a favor. Go hit subscribe, like, notify, and share, and get the message out of about what we're doing here. We've got some great shows going on. We've had some great shows already and we've got even some greater ones coming. So check that out. And we always want you to become a partner with us. You can go to Patreon, download the app and become a Patreon partner or sponsor with us. We'd love to have you. And by the way, you could get one of these beautiful on the dock coffee cups. If you become one of our partners or sponsors, check that out. You'll find that out at Patreon. You got to go to Patreon and find on the dock with Pastor Troy. You won't, we've got a couple boxes of these cups. We'd love to give you one. Yeah. But you got to be part of the team at On the Dock. We'd love to have you on. We got Colton here today. He's he's our new assistant technical director over there. He's doing a good job over there. We're going to give him a cup at the end of the day if he survives. And uh, Lucas, yeah, Lucas is getting him all trained. Lucas, our techno wizard's in the stadium today. He's all ready to go here. We've got a good team. Oh, by the way, hey, I forgot to tell you, at onthedock.org is our website, Beth. If you don't know how to find our platforms, you can go there and get it. You can go find our embedded viewer there. You can also find our Patreon link as well there. If you just don't know how to get the stuff, go there. It'll get you there. And you can always email us, ask questions. We'll give you help at info at onthedoc.org. So we're ready to go. Beth, we're in the wrap-up series. We're in the walk-away series. And I've got on the stage here, right here at the old cottonwood tree table, I got Mother Beth with me at the table. Mother Beth? Hey. Hey. Use the microphone. Hi. See how much better that was? I know, I forget. Yeah, use the microphone. I was thinking about the pool I was in last night because you talk about getting off the dock and into the deep, and I was thinking about how cold that water it was. was. The cold, it was so cold. <laughs> I came down to get in. I, I thought I'd get in, and I touched the toe, and it was that was over with. I sat, <laughs> I sat on the dock and talked to my granddaughter, and then I went to the hot tub, and it was not a hot tub. It was no, an ice tub. It was a cold tub. So I, got, I did not get in, but Mother Beth got in. She's brave. She uh, loved it. She iced her whole body. Yeah. Yeah, she was like, it was like one of those things you do back in sports days when you had to when you had to ice down. So we're excited. We're going to be doing the wrap up here. This is the walk away uh, episode of Psalms volume one, the project songs for the soul message for the heart. Today, we're going to do a round table Psalm medley. We're going to go back and take a look at all seven of these real quickly, give you a summary on them. And we're going to see if we can kind of pull together some themes here to kind of help you out. And we want to get you back in them one more time. And we want you to go find them, go to the community faith church, Community Faith Church, our host church, that's where I am. This was a larger preaching project we did. There's much more in-depth sermons on that. You can go to our archives. So go to communityfaithchurchcoftv.com. You can go there, and there's an archive there on our page. You can also go to SermonNet under Community Faith Church, and you can find uh, the archive there or on YouTube. Um, there's also on YouTube page a, a, a folder that says the Psalms Project, and Lucas has put all the videos we've been showing you. We're not going to show a video today, but we've showed all the videos on each of the seven Psalms along with the corresponding Psalm song that we selected. It's a song that's modern today based on the Psalm that we picked. 
that really was the part that really made the song psalm come alive. Right. Songs, psalms were songs, and we put a song with the psalm. So <laughs> it's very confusing. But Ben and Lucas did a great job of that. Go check those yeah, out and really do that. Good. So we're going to get into this today, kind of d- dig in a little bit and give you one more chance one more chance to kind of feel not just what one of these does, but what all these come together and do. So, uh, Mother Beth, let's get ready to ro- rock and roll on this. Uh, and we we'll go. Mother Beth's going to be taking notes, asking questions, and helping us with the summary. She's our our, com- our color commentator today, so she'll be drawn in between the lines with us today. So, our first psalm that we covered back in part one. Go back and watch the whole series if you want to. Uh, we'd love to have you do that. You can do that at our on the doc.org. You'll find our archives there as well, and you can watch that broadcast that we did here with you at the table in part one. But Psalm 91 is a great psalm. It's called the Defender Psalm. It's the Defender Psalm. It's all about Psalm 91. And we we covered the whole psalm, but verse 14 was the key of it. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. And when they call me, I will answer and I will be there with them in trouble and I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation, which means I'll give them my deliverance. I love that text, Beth. Oh, we've experienced that a few times too, haven't we? Absolutely. And the key word there for love, the word love there, see love there, that word is Kalshak. So when I'm going to back up to the scripture. It says, I will rescue those who love me. When it says, I will rescue those who love me. Now go back to Kalshak. The word Kalshak here is, it's not just people that agape me, people at Philadelphia me, people that uh, Philadelphia's brotherly love, agape's godly love, Stratos's uh, familiar love, uh, 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 erotica is, is is sex love. It's not any of those love. This is Kalshak. Kalshak is that hugging like a, it's like a mother uh, chicken and her little chickens. Mm. It's that hugging and tiding. It's that 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 connected that 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 deep love where you're just kind of. It's like a grandma and her granddaughter. It's like you and Addison just yeah. snuck when when she hugs you and you just kind of envelop her. Yeah, yeah. You kind of just all kind of wrap around her and she I snuckles into you. Yeah, it's like that. That's that's called, that's called Shack. Yeah, that is called Shack. What this says in the Defender is that God, if we'll cling to Him, He will snuggle us. Uh, isn't that a good? Isn't picture? that great? That I that's that. that's what Defender Psalms all about. He's our Defender. Uh-huh. You touch, That's you touch, you, you you touch, you go touch a uh, mother duckling's ducks and they'll peck your little brains out. Yeah, they will. And if you get a goose, you're done. Yep. They'll chase you out of the yeah, stadium. Mean. So God, if you, if you've got that relationship with God, God will be your defender. Isn't that great? That is great. So right off the bat, we're going to give you Psalm 91. You, if you're under attack, Beth, if you're under attack, if you think you are under assault, you need to get the Psalm 91 out, get in the word, get in yeah. that and just say, God, huh? I'm, I'm clinging to you. Yep. And you've got me. The best thing you can do. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, the next psalm we went to in the series, Beth, was Psalm 8. Psalm 8 was a beautiful psalm. Psalm 8 is Psalm 8 is a big pictured psalm of God. It's this, it's called, Oh, Lord, Our Lord, was the song we did. Oh, Lord, Our Lord. Mm-hmm. It was about how awesome is your name. It talks about how big and how grand God is and, and how amazing. I see where there's a typo on the screen. I just jumped on us there. But, <laughs> Oh, Lord, Our Lord, that's what happens when you do uh, live stuff oh, here. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what happened to the slide on that. But but Psalm 8 is the Oh, Lord, Our Lord uh, text. And it, it talks about how great God is. Matter of fact, let me show you the scripture. Oh, Lord, our Lord. That's the opening verse of the song by Shane and Shane. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name. It fills the earth. Just like the psalm, it sings that in the mm. song we did. Yeah. But oh, Lord is Yahweh. Oh, our Lord is Adonai. So our special covenant God, our majestic God. It's like double naming God. It's like, it's like Lord Jesus and King, you know. Right. It's like 
our personal God and the majesty of the universe. It's like a super name for God. You are everything. You are he not just everything. mine, but you're big. You're yeah. big. And it tells us how, in, Psalm 8 tells us how indescribable God is. And then what Psalm 8 does, what's amazing about Psalm 8 is it goes into the middle of it and tells us how amazingly small and puny we are. Mm. It reminds me of in, in, in the Avengers when 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 the Hulk, <laughs> you know, the Hulk has, is it Loki? Yeah, Loki. It's Loki at the end of Loki. Uh, Colt, do you remember the Avengers? Did you watch the Avengers movie? I love the Avengers movie. And and, and he's got y- Yoki and in the, in, they're Loki. fighting it. Loki, he's fighting Loki in the building there at the end. And, and, and Loki says something to him and he grabs him by the feet and he slaps him back and forth over and over on the ground. He says, puny God, you know? <laughs> That's my favorite part. Yeah, you puny God. He just slaps around <laughs> like he's a dummy stick. I love it. One of my favorite. God is so big. We are, and he talks about how puny we are. All right. We're little, but in the puniness, he picked us to be his special set aside loved ones. Yeah. We're puny. We're puny, but our God did not slam us to the ground. No. He called us and set us apart yeah. and he put us on a plan to go out and change the world. So Psalm eight reminds us that not only listen, not only did God make you in his image, but you are important to God. Every one of us listening and on the dock, you're important to God and God has a special plan for you. Like, don't miss that. So he's your defender. If you cling to him, yeah. Psalm eight, he's your great God. And though we're puny, he set me and you aside for a special mission. We've got a special mission God has, and that is that we would change the world. Psalm 34, Beth. You ready for Psalm 34? Ready. Do you like Psalm 8? I love it. I mean, that. he's big God, puny people, but we're set aside amongst the puniness to be it. his special chosen. Psalm 34. Psalm 34 is the psalm that has David fleeing Saul, who's going to kill him, going to the Philistines who wanted to kill him, and he has to feign crazy to get past both of them. And in the midst of sure and certain death from Israel, Saul, from certain death from the Philistine king, God creates a plan by his craziness that the Philistine king says, hey, you're so crazy, David. I'm going to give you your own town. Y'all go over there. Stay away from me. (laughs) God works with the crazy and gives David a way out where there seemed to be no way. And the Psalm 8 is what we call the taste and see Psalm. Psalm 34. Psalm 34. If you taste and see, what it tells you is that if we, I'll summarize here. It's it's all about, um, it's a praise. It's actually a Thanksgiving Psalm that that says that God's provincial care for us those that are righteous, those that have already clung to God, mm-hmm. those of us that, that understand that God has specially set us apart, when you realize that and you walk into that, the taste and see is for those that understand that. David understood he was on a mission from God. Yeah. He's not, the, I mean, I know the Blues Brothers came up with that, but David knew at first, I'm on a mission from God, and if I'm God's chosen, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, so I'll be safe from Saul, I'll be safe from the Philistine king, and if I'm not safe, I'll be safe in his arms. Right. And so David just expended it all, and he said, I'm going to trust the Lord. And then he wrote this song, basically, Taste and See That My God Got Me Through. Mm-hmm. And he acknowledges that God, he says, I'm a witness, and I want to elevate the fact that the Lord has me covered. Psalm 34, 22 says at the end of it, but the Lord will redeem those who serve him. Mm. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. In other words, if you understand he's your defender, you understand you're on a special assignment, Psalm 8, then guess what? He's not going to let you be condemned. He'll be there for you through the storm, through the trials. And church, I don't want you ever to forget. Don't ever forget it on the dock. Listen, faith in the Lord does not offer us immunity from adversity. We're going to have trouble. Right. But ultimately, victory belongs to those that follow God, Beth. 
You stay with him. He will get you through. The only key is Psalm 34, 22. You have to take refuge. Right. That's that call shack. You have to come under his love, like we saw in Psalm 91, and you, you, and he defends you. He protects you. Right. He's your defender. He's the defender of those who take refuge. If you have not taken refuge in Christ, then there's nothing to defend because he doesn't have that, that, that ability to do that for you. Right. So you got that? Psalm 34, taste and see? Got it. It's a good one. Go back and listen to that one. That was in, I think, week three. And then when we got to week four of this uh, series, it's part four, you can go take a look at the next one, which is incredible, in Psalm 23. <laughs> that one's out of line, too. I don't know what in the world the program did. But it, Psalm 23 is, I am not alone. I am not alone. That's for sure. Psalm 23, every one of us know that psalm. Everybody know that's the David and the shepherd song. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. And don't you think this past year people have felt more alone than ever? More alone than ever. But this psalm is designed for that. Yeah. This psalm, I know we get this at every funeral. Every funeral, we get this psalm. Yeah. And it's like, all right, I died. God's with them. No, no. This is not just in the valley of the shadow of death. No. This is when you're sitting in the green pasture beside still water. This is all the time. Yeah. God wants your cup to overrunneth and filleth and sit in the presence of your enemies all the time. All the time. That's what Taste and See was about. David understood that God was in control. He wasn't alone when he went to the Philistine king. He wasn't alone when he was running from Saul. He was with God and trusted God. But Psalm 23 tells us even better that, listen, David understood that a shepherd watches his sheep. So he gives us a Psalm 23 metaphor that says the greatest shepherd is God watching us. And he can only watch what? Those of us that call ourselves the sheep of his pasture. That make that decision. He is there watching us. And I love the opening. I think it says it all. Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. We all know that. And I shall not want. I have all that I need is the New Living Translation. In other words, it makes it clear here. God's got us. So if you take all this together, you've got Psalm 91, Beth. He's the defender. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then after that, I know we're small. God is big, an infinite universe, but he chose us. So he knows us. Yes. And then you get Psalm 34, test him and see, taste it and see. Just see, just do God's stuff and he will come through you for you enough that you'll begin to be, a, I, I can give you, Beth and I can give you testimonies and testimonies oh, yeah. of, of how we've trusted God at the bottom of a barrel and, and he's always come through. And yeah, sometimes the shotgun goes off and, and, it, and maybe it doesn't fire. It misfires. It fires a blank. And if it blows your ear off, he puts it back on or you just get used to looking at yourself with a raggedy ear. <laughs> but either way, God will see you through. I didn't say you won't have challenges. I won't, that, I'm not saying there won't be scars. I'm not no. saying there won't be a little bit of difficulty, but the end, in the end, the shepherd will be there to get you back going again. Right. So let me make it clear to you, church. Hear this. Let me make it very clear. When you trust in Jesus, when you make the Lord your great shepherd, he says, you have all that you need and you're never alone. Mm-hmm. He's with you. He's watching. Even if we get lost, he goes and leaves the 99 to come get us. Right. So Why would you not want to have that assurance? I can't imagine wanting to live life alone no. when you have the greatest shepherd willing to tend your flock. Yeah. Why would you as a parent not want to bring up your children in the way of the Lord so that the Lord would be even greater than you, their ultimate shepherd. Right. Why would you, why would you not be a Christian of faith and raise your children that way? Knowing it gives them the very best advantage and the best protection. I know. I know. I don't understand. So Psalm 91 defender, we got Psalm eight, the the indescribable God in our tininess, yet exalted. We have Psalm 34 taste and see. We have Psalm 23 that we're not alone. 
The Lord is always on duty. I love yeah. that. We're going to get a little bit more about that here in Psalm 90. Actually, we're going to learn a little bit more in a little bit. In Psalm 90, Psalm 90 is a little different. It's a prayer of Moses. And in the prayer of Moses, we find out in Psalm 90, verses 1, Lord, through all generations, you've been our home or our dwelling place. In other words, Moses was trying to tell us that God is always our home. Where God is, there's our home. We can be anywhere around the world, anywhere doing mission work. As long as we have our relationship tight with God, he is our dwelling place. And before the mountains were born, before you gave birth to the earth and the world from the beginning, you are God. In other words, our God's always been there. He's always on duty. He's a shepherd, like in Psalm 23, that never gets tired, never leaves duty, and none of those things. Right. And what we learn in Psalm 90, the greatest thing we learned in Psalm 90 was that Psalm 90 has this whole section uh, I think I put it in here. Yeah, Psalm 90, verse 3 through 6. You turn people back to dust, saying, return to dust, you mortals. Remember how Psalm 8 talked about we're just dust, we're just almost indescribable? But Psalm 90 says, yeah, you're that. For you, a thousand years are a passing day. In other words, we're all from dust we came in. We were made from dirt. Adam and Eve were. We're going to go back to dirt. But then our souls and our spirits go to be with God. Mm-hmm. So our bodies will pass, but our spirits put on immortality. He's acknowledging that here, that we're very short-lived. Our lives... And he goes on to say, our lives are like a night watch, the few hours in the night. Mm-hmm. Our, our lives, if we live 100 years, we're still like an eight-hour overnight with God right. in God's infinite life. So we're just infinitesimally small. Like in Psalm 8, we're small. We're dust, but not just dust. We're almost a no blip on the timeline, Beth. Right. And it says that that we are we literally come and go almost like like a dream. You, we wake up and you forget your dream and it's gone. Or, or like grass that springs up in the morning and burns up in the heat of the day and it's gone tomorrow. Yeah. We, we just have such shortness. What it's saying, what Moses says in Psalm 90, is that we need to remember in the shortness of things, our ultimate home is God. Mm. And, and we need to make sure we don't get distracted by all the things that we see in this short life. I know it feels long to some people. You're depressed. You think COVID will never end. You think this will never end and that will never end. In the blip of radar of eternity, it's nothing. Right. And so we need to be careful. Here's what he what he tells us. He basically tells us, Moses does, that we need to be very careful. We need to be so careful, Beth. We need to weigh out the decisions we make in what we think is a brief, for God, it's a brief life. For us, we think it's longer, but in the whole scheme of things, it's nothing. So, right. so, and we don't know when it's going to end. I, no. you know, I tell people, I told people the other day, you know, this church here sits at the end of a runway. <laughs> and I, by the way, Colt, and it's been Colt, Colt's kind of like thinking, maybe I need to get under the table. Colt, <laughs> not only, listen to this, the other night we were here and we kept hearing landing and take off, landing and take off. And Beth said, what do you think that is outside? I said, that's Southern Illinois uh, airplane school. <laughs> Guess what? These guys that are landing and taking off, amateurs. they're amateurs. <laughs> so we thought, well, Lord, forgive us of our sins, and if we come sooner, we're ready. We need to understand we have no control over when our lives are going to end. We don't know what falls off on those planes. No. We don't know you have a stroke or heart attack, or you live for 110 years. Right. We don't know, but at some which point. Which is worse. Which is worse because <laughs> your body will fall apart. I'm at 54 and I can't really stand well, I know, it. Too. Yeah, Lord, I'll need bionics or something. But, but, <laughs> but at the end, we're all going to stand before God, and it's in this short time that we have to make a decision. It means, it means in this temporal moment, we better not get distracted by the things of the world in such a way that we forget to make the right decisions. Right. We don't want to get caught up in the money and the social stuff and having two boats in a car. No. And, 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 and it's all going to be gone. It's gone. It, everything that we do to ourselves to kind of to be so, um, ex- I don't want to say the word exotic, but to be prim and proper, we need to take care of ourselves. But, but right. we need to remember all that stuff 
is going to pass, but the what will not pass about us easily is our spirit right? and the presence of God in our lives. So we need to make good decisions in the hourglass of time that we yeah. have here. Yeah. Because let me put the scripture, I'll put the, not scripture, but the statement that I wrote. It means our temporal life decisions will have eternal results. And so we need to weigh our time to make those decisions against the eternal hourglass. Right. So in our short time, Moses is saying, make good decisions. Mm -hmm. Moses made a bad decision when he spoke at the rock and he struck the rock instead of speak to the rock. Right. God said, one time he struck it, he was supposed to. The other time God said, speak to the rock, and he struck it. And because he didn't listen to God, God did not let Moses go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And Moses was a friend of God. Now, if God will cut Moses off, I don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance. So what we need to do is do what God says. We need to be repentant and humble and do what God says. If God commands us, do it. If he says, do it. So, And if we make a mistake, repent of it. Right. So what we do in this short time matters. So you can see that in Psalm 91, you got the defender. It's important. Psalm 8, you've got this incredible understanding that we're small, he's big, and we're special, mm -hmm. despite that. You get that in Psalm 34, that we need to taste and see, test God, and let him see, let, let us see God use us when we're on plan with God. And then you get that powerful Psalm 23, that, that we're not alone. Mm -hmm. All this assumes that we've given ourselves to God, Dobeth. All that assumes, and we get the Psalm 90 here, and Psalm 90 says, you better make the right decision in your short life. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be there for you. Right. And so I think it's just a powerful, powerful thing. And so, God didn't reject Moses eternally. Oh, no. He only messed up his plan here, I guess. Well, you know, he took care of him in the end. Right. But That's he shows that God does pay attention. He does pay attention. Yes. And I want you to remember, I, I put this note in, in the notes here. For, for, remember for the faithful, God is our father. God mm -hmm. is our father and heaven is our home. If we're going to cling to him, we want to go home to him. Right. So, and all they're saying in Psalm 121, uh, and this is Psalm uh, 90, is that we've got to do the things of God and keep our eyes focused on him. Don't get distracted by the short-term self-satisfying. Right. Because thing. there's a bigger plan. There, there are so many things people sell themselves to right. that in the scheme of things will mean nothing. Nothing. And when we get to the other side of those, some of us will be held responsible for those short schemes and we'll spend eternity paying for those when God did not intend that he wanted us to taste and see and do the right thing in this life. And then, come home to him and spend eternity and get all the great things there. There right. are much better things to come. I would sacrifice oh, here. Yeah. It's like in baseball. You sometimes you make a sacrifice. The, the batter puts a ball down and bunts it so that, that the runner on third can get home. Right. You don't get to first probably, but sometimes we need to sacrifice the butt here so that we can get home later. Yeah. And we that's can, a hard concept for people to get a hold it of is. right now. I think people, if you, if you played baseball, softball out there, you should get this. We need to sacrifice now yep. so we can get that RBI that run batted in and experience the very grace of God. And Amen. So we can help others. Yeah. To get, to get there. And once we figure it out, we can't help others. Right. You know, you can put, you, you, you sacrifice yourself. You, you lift up other people and God will give you favor with them. Right. The, the next Psalm, which is our next to the last Psalm, Psalm six was Psalm 121. And that's the I lift my eyes psalm. I love that one. That's the first of those ascent psalms. Remember, that psalm was the first one in ascent. And in the ascent, remember, I look up to the mountain. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heavens mm -hmm. and earth. They're starting. It's the pilgrims looking up to God saying, I know God is there for me. Yeah. I love that. And I love Psalm 121. It reminds us that the God that we look to, okay, I know it at times, like we talked about in Psalm 90, we can get caught in the temporal things. 
But if we look to God in Psalm 130, 121, if we look to God, this God is not temporal. This God, it says here, he made the heavens and the earth. He's that God of Psalm 8 that mm-hmm. just made everything that's amazing. And, and what I love about Psalm 121 is it says in Psalm verse 3, he will not let you stumble and the one who watches over you will not slumber. In other words, we learn that our God is the ultimate of stability for us. Right. He will never uh, be pushed around on our behalf. Yeah. If we're serving him, we're standing behind him, there is nobody can t- knock him down. If you're going to run the ball of your life, get behind. If you're the, if you're, if you're the ball carrier and, and your life is the ball, mm-hmm. you want to be a tailback running behind God as your fullback mm-hmm. because every hole will be opened up. And even when you're assaulted, he will be there to see that you. Ma- he makes a way through for you. Yep. He will not stumble and he doesn't slumber. So he doesn't have to go out and take some Gatorade. He doesn't have to have like a play or two out. There's no substitute coming in. Our God is on duty all three cycles of the day, all three watches of the day. Yep. He's he's on duty. He doesn't slumber. He doesn't like us need a vacation. He doesn't he, even need to go in the huddle. He doesn't go in the huddle. He no, he is the play. <laughs> That's right. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And, and, and our God, verse four, it says here, he... Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. Mm. He doesn't. He doesn't take any plays off Beth. That's good to know because you know what, I like to slumber and sleep. So. My, my wife is a professional <laughs> sleeper. A professional sleeper. Uh, Our like God is sleep. always on duty. So let let me say what we learned in Psalm one twenty one. We learn that our God is able to take on all challengers because mm-hmm. he doesn't stumble, he doesn't fall out of the way, he doesn't get beat off the ball. Yep. And he, listen, he never takes a vacation. He takes on all challengers. Yeah, that's really good. <sighs> I need my vacation, that's for sure. <sighs> oh, absolutely. But, yeah, God's always there with us, always there. Always there. The Lord himself, verse 5, watches over you. The Lord stands beside you. He's your shade. So in essence, the Lord is your bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Yahweh is your mighty warrior. He's our defender. And and I like this church. Hear this. God is our best man. Your best man stands at your right. And your best man is supposed to be there to field all challengers for Mm -hmm. you. So if you keep God, if you keep yourself, go back, let's go back to the beginning. Psalm 91. If you cling to him, well, if you cling to him, he's right there. Yeah. Psalm eight. He's, he's this God of everything, but he's made you special. You may be nothing, but he's carrying you with him. Yeah. He's with us. I love Psalm 34. He just says, taste, try me. I want to show you. Yeah. I'll make you a witness. Yeah. And then you get Psalm 23. You're not alone. I am your shepherd. Not only is the rod there, the rod's the defense, the offensive weapon that strikes anything that attacks you. The staff is the defensive weapon to protect and keep you out of the way. Yeah. He's got a rod and a staff. And God, listen to this. We get into Psalm 90, and what's he going to do? His job is he's trying to get us home. Right. He promised to get us home, but he's got to stay with him. And then, and then we get to this incredible Psalm 121. We found out he's our best man. But you see my notes there, right, on the screen? He'll bring it back up. God is your best man, but he also could be your fiercest opposition, Beth. Yeah. Do you, do, can you, can, can, how can he be your, how can your, your best defender, how could your shepherd, how could the one that made you and had a special call for you, I'm going through Psalm 8, Psalm 23, Psalm 34. How could the one that has a plan for you to get past your Philistine king, how, how can the one that wants to get you home, Psalm 90, how can he be your best man, but also how could God be your fiercest opponent? I'm not sure about that. Well, if you don't accept what he's, his plan for your life is, and if you, just, if you don't accept the good things he has for you, then you're going against 
what he's doing and you're going against the way he's moving. So then that would be opposition. If you've determined you want to go a different direction, then God would seem like he's your opposition. You know, there's a good example of that in early in a young leader's life in the, in the Bible. Uh, when we're in the Bible here very early, Moses dies. He gives command over to Joshua who'd been trained by him. Joshua was always a warrior, but he, Moses was a shepherd and he was a herdsman, but Joshua was always, you know, running the armies. Right. And when Joshua took over, he crossed the Jordan like he was told to, to go take on Jericho. And as he was marching ahead of the troops with everybody, he was on the road leading his troops in, troops of Israel, to take the promised land. Mm -hmm. And he ran across a mighty warrior with a drawn sword in the middle of the road. Yeah. And he came to that warrior, and he said to the warrior, are you for me or against me? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, Joshua was told by God to go get it, and so he saw this big guy. What I like about Joshua is he dressed the line and said, you know, Am I fixing that? Are we fixing the scuffle? Yeah. And and the answer of the of the mighty warrior was, I'm neither for you nor against you. I'm the commander of the Lord's army. <laughs> <laughs> you that know, set you straight. Yeah, right set you it. straight. You know. So the question, I guess, would be, Are you for me? Right. <laughs> or am I going to be against you? Right. Do I have to clear you out of the way? Or yeah. Is, or are you going to go with me? Joshua was smart enough to know to take his shoes off and get his face on the ground yeah. and understand that that's his best man in front of you. That's right. <laughs> and so we know that God went with them and they dropped Jericho like a bad habit. Yeah. You know, can you imagine if he had engaged him, you know, yeah. you know, some, I was just thinking that made me think of uh, when we were having our battle with our little kitty Beatrice today. And it made <laughs> me think of, uh, you know, when an animal is the, wounded. Hey, sometimes. the kitty, the kitty just like we came home, we were gone the kitty loves us, but the kitty has love moments, and then he has these little he's oh, six week. He has fierce. he's practicing fighting. So this kitty was found on a pipe in the middle of an alley. So he's got like street sense. So it, it it'll come battle our hands. And Beth got fierce, Beth and I got we got blood, scratch wounds, and we're trying to back him off her off it a little bit. She seems got a, a hanging claw and a snaggled <laughs> tooth, and and it's fun to fight her. But now she's got she's getting stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so go ahead. Um. I was just thinking sometimes like if you find a wounded animal like a dog or a cat and they, they're maybe hungry and starving, they're hurt, and you try to help them, sometimes they'll bite you and, and oh, they'll yeah. really fight you. And, you know, I guess they're afraid you are you don't have their best at heart, like you're yeah. going to harm them. And that kind of makes me think of how people are with God sometimes. Yeah. You know, he just wants to to lift you, to pick you up, to rescue you, to to heal you. Sometimes he's and letting you fight you, back. Yeah. Sometimes he's letting you be in those situations because you put yourself there and he really just wants you to pin it back out, repent, turn around. And right. back out. I remember when I was in seminary, we were living in our home pastoring in seminary in Manchester and our dog, our dog Emery, we had a phyto electrical fence around the house, around the house. I think, I think, and he had chased our cat. Our cat had been in the backyard and he went after the cat. The cat jumped for the fence to go through the fence to kind of jump through the fence. And the dog was right behind him and the the cat got hung up in the fence. It was a cat that deeply loved me. No, it was a squirrel. No, no, that was a squirrel that, oh. on the fence in the back. This oh, was the cat okay. and the, we heard the hat, cat screaming outside. <laughs> and what was happening, the cat That's was stuck right. in the fence on one arm through. It's a, one of those square fences, like a cattle fence. Yeah. And, and the, the cat was through, but one arm was wrong. And then the cat's tail would drop every few seconds and hit the electric fence. <laughs> and the cat was going, yeah! and the dog's like, a, rrr, 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 and the cat's like, yeah! 
It's, it's <laughs> terrible. So I went out to rescue my cat. We've kind of backed the dog off. And when I went to pull the cat out and then the, his tail hit the fence, he, he went to biting on me again. Yeah. And he's never, he never bit me, but he was just scared to death. Right. Sometimes God's trying to get a hold of us and we're just scared to death. Yeah. Instead of biting God, we need to fall on our knees and repent. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what Psalm, what Psalm 121 is all about is, is God literally saying, I am your bodyguard. Yeah. Trust me. Let me take care. Let me get you out of the fence. Let me get let me get you cared for. I'm your best man. Right. I love that part. I love that part. All right. Let's let's get into the last psalm that we covered in Psalm 7 and see if we can pull all this together. Um, let's see here. Psalm 130 is our next one. Psalm 130 is the one about my hope that we covered in part seven. And that whole psalm is real simply. It's about the people from the depth of the heart. They're, they're, it's an ascent psalm like 121 was, but it's a little farther in the, in the 15 ascent psalms. So they're getting closer to the top of the mountain. They're getting closer to their meeting with God. And as they get closer, the people start getting nervous about when we meet with God, will God forgive us? Mm-hmm. Will God be our God? Does God, God knows what we've done and we feel terrible about what we've done. How do we get ourselves ready to meet God? And from the depths of the people's hearts, they repented. They cried out for help. Mm-hmm. And what I love about this psalm is as we studied it, as they get closer and closer, they continue that cry. And it's out of that crying that the Lord, we learn in Psalm 130, verse 3 and 4, that the Lord, if he kept our sins, nobody could get in. Nobody would get into the temple mount. Right. But as they get closer, they realize this God, our God, is a God that offers forgiveness to those that are sorry. Right. So the good thing about us is when we make mistakes, God is there to help us out. Mm-hmm. All we have to do is get on track. Our God is always holy. We talked about that in Leviticus 19.2 in that sermon series that we did for that, how God is so holy, he won't drop the bar for us. He's not going to let us go under and lower the standards of the kingdom of heaven. He wants to love us. He wants us to cling to him. He He knows that he, we know he's magnificent. We're tiny. We know that we have to taste and see he's good. We know that, that, that he is not going to leave us alone. Right. We know that God is, has a home for us, but that home in heaven, he's not going to lower the standard for getting in. No. But what he will do, what he will do because he's holy, but also because he's merciful, what we learn is that if we incline our heart to him, that's what we talked about in that, that as we ascend the mountain and we become penitent to God, God is there to forgive us and all the people seeking his heart. Right. And we learned in that Psalm, I love Psalm 130, we, we learned that he waits for the Lord. We, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, verse five, and in his word, I hope. So when we get back into his word, when we get in line with God, we find that my soul is ready. It waits for the Lord. And I can be so excited to meet with God and God to meet with me. Mm-hmm. And we learned in that Psalm so, so powerfully that, that church, we have a wedding day coming. Yeah. We have a wedding day coming for those of us that trust God, that we understand that he's the defender. Mm-hmm. We understand uh, chapter eight, that we're tiny, but yet we're chosen. We understand, Beth, that if we just trust the Lord and taste and see, he will bring us victory. Yeah. That's all these Psalms coming together. We, we understand Psalm 23. We are his sheep. Yeah. If we're alone by ourselves, it says he'll leave 99 and come get us. So we're special, not just special, but think about this. Psalm 90 says that he wants to get us home to heaven. We just got to do the right thing in the short time that we're here and make the good decisions of our own free will so that we can get in. And then, Beth, we get to that Psalm 121. Psalm 121 is the anticipation 
that that we're we're, we're going to get to him. We're, our eyes look to him, mm-hmm. and, and 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 then what we find out in Psalm one thirty is there's going to be a wedding day. The wedding day is that this Lord waits for us. He's waiting for us to open our hearts and trust him. And he's like the bridegroom getting everything ready. And he's going to come and get the bride mm. when she's prepared for the wedding. Yeah. And, and thank God he's waiting a little bit because we, as a, as a church, as a people, we're not very right. I mean, I know many of you are ready. You've got a good personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but the church is struggling right now. We are oh, not yeah. witnessing to people. We are not doing the things of God. We mm. are not winning our kids. We're not winning our community and we're not winning our workplaces. And I think the, the Lord, I feel like the Lord needs to come back because things are bad, but the Lord's not coming back because things are bad and we need to get, we need to get about his business and right. doing his work right. because there are many people that won't get home. Yeah. Many people that won't won't see the victory. There's many of our friends and family that aren't clinging to God, right. and God wants to be people's defenders. So I think yeah. God is holding back on the wedding day, but it's coming. Yeah. And Psalm 130 says there'll be that day when we ascend that hill. There'll be that day. I love this last part. Of, oh, Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy. His redemption will overflow. He himself will redeem us. And from every kind of sin, he'll do it. There is a promise that there'll be a victory day. Right. Yeah, he won't wait forever. Yeah. So you can kind of see this. And the only question here, I, I, I quoted this psalm. This isn't in our group of psalms. And I'll have to do Psalm 24 in the next series for sure. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord, it says. Who may stand in his holy presence. It's only those with that pure hands and a clean heart. Yeah. And we can't get those on our own. We can't get those on only, our own. Only Jesus gives us. You only get that when you cling heart. to God. Yeah. When you realize how special we are to God, right? We, when we realize that God wants us to experience him, when we realize he's our shepherd, when we realize heaven's our home, when we realize he's up there waiting on us, if we'll just lift our eyes to him. Right. And ultimately, listen to this, the wedding day's coming. Yeah. I love it. Don't you love that? I do. And he, he has a plan that's so much better than anything that we could even dream of. I love the fact that he's our kinsman redeemer. I love that. He's our bridegroom coming. Yeah. I, I think the only question, I, I, I ended uh, uh, Psalm 130 with this. And I think I'll end this whole package with this, is is that are you penitent? Because all of that, the clinging, the, uh, the being a part of God's plan. See, God made us all a part of the plan, but the free will gift lets us decide whether we'll engage that or not. Right. And, 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 and the taste and see all depends whether we trust and see. Yeah. And, and and God wants to be your shepherd, but he won't be your shepherd if you don't let him be your shepherd. No, he's not going to force He doesn't force you. you. If you choose to stay a goat, then you get to be you like the goats. Goat. You get to be a yeah. goat. And, and the saints and the sinners will be parted right and left. The sheep and the goats will be parted right and left. Right. You know, I like me some goat. It's kind of fun to see them hop around. <laughs> but what God really wants is sheep that trust the shepherd that know yeah. his voice. Yeah. And so the question is, are you penitent? Do you know that God is your watchman? He's he's your shepherd. He's your watchman. He's your he's your koshak. He's your he's the one that clings to you and nestles mm-hmm. you in. Mm-hmm. He has all these things. And in the in the in the minute world, we're dust. And in the timeline, we're insignificant. But yet, He chose us over all animals, over all creation. And He said, "You're the ones yeah. I'll breathe my spirit into, yeah. and you are the ones that I will reserve a mansion for." in glory. Isn't that amazing, Beth? Yeah, it's good. It's just a powerful thing. So I just want you to really think about here. I mean, these Psalms are a package of Psalms. And I just think there's everything here to let you know how sacred, how special you are, Beth, Mm -hmm. how, how, how much loved you are by God, how God has you in multiple situations, both present and he'll have you 
in the kingdom of God afterwards, yeah. all the way through. You just got to press in and lean in on him. I hope you've enjoyed the Psalms Volume 1 Project. Beth, have you enjoyed the Psalms? Oh, yeah, it's been great. And, and I want really you to go good. go to YouTube, get those Psalms package on the Community Faith Church YouTube channel, and I'll see if I can get the guys maybe to put it over on the on the dock one as well. Maybe we could get them to do that. And, and, and just, we want you to get into those Psalms, begin to make them regular and, you know, Hey, give us a shout out, you know, just share on social media. I'll, I'll give you those. Can you, uh, uh, Colt, can you bring up the social media links there on the one third? Thank you. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, let us know there how these administer to you. And here's another deal. Give us a shout out. If are there some other Psalms that you think that you'd like to see in the volume two project? Hmm. Now here's, if you give us a Psalm, you have to give us a song that goes with the psalm because we pair them. So let us know that worship song that would really minister using that psalm. I'd like to do Psalm 24. You know, give us clean hands, give us pure hearts that I might not sin against God. There's that song that goes with that. So we could definitely do Psalm 24. So if you've got a psalm, let us know what that is through our social media links. We'd love to have you do that. I hope you've enjoyed this series. And listen, you can find out more about On The Dock by going to onthedock.org. Find out more about us. You can go back and look at our archives, Beth. You can check everything out. You can find all of our links to the various platforms. You can also find our link to our Patreon page. We'll explain all that in a minute. But check out that site. It really drives everything. We'd love to have you check it out and, and do that. You can always email us and get us inf- get more information from us. Tell us how you like things. If you need anything, do that email at info at onthedoc.org. Donna Kranuski, our executive producer, would be glad to answer that. And she'll get that to any of us that need to answer things for you. So you can always tell Mother Beth how good her hair looks and and somebody will send that to her. And don't forget, we have multiple <laughs> platform partners, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. We got Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And don't forget, again, those social media platforms we told you just a minute ago, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram. Please give us shout-outs, comments on there. Keep things nice. Uh, you can you can give us good critical comments, but just be friendly and nice. And make sure you're sharing all those media sites with your friends. And we always ask you, hit subscribe, hit notify, and hit that bell button. It'll always tell you when we go live and you, when you see our podcast go up on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So uh, we'll be putting those up. And if you share, like, notify, then you'll get notified every time they go up. And always make comments and and tell other people about On The Dock. And by the way, don't forget, you become you can become a Patreon sponsor or partner. Get one of those fancy coffee cups if you'd like. Be a partner. Join us here. We'd love to have you as part of the regular On The Dock team. And by the way, if you do not have a church home, Mother Beth's going to tell you what time we have church. 10 a.m. Sundays, 6.30 Wednesdays. Wow, she's did she's getting really good at that. And you can if you can't get here, we're in Marion, Illinois. Check out our site. You can go to www.coftv.com. You can find all of our information there. But you can also find our COF TV page. We have our own TV studio, and we broadcast through a virtual campus all of our services. So you can check those out on the virtual viewer at coftv.com, or you can go to our Facebook page under Community Faith Church or our YouTube page. Check those things out. We'd love to have you at Community Faith Church. We've had an incredible show today. I want to really thank Colt over there. Colt's been our our, our producer today. Our director today and he's done a great job lucas left the scene i don't know we may have to we may have to move him on up colt's doing a good job on it we sure glad to have you mother beth thank you for helping me with this psalms volume one project my pleasure we look forward to seeing you again on the dock we love you i'm pastor troy mother beth on the dock with pastor troy.